You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. I'm excited on today. I have with me Dr. Kwanzaa. He is a busy, busy man, but trying to catch him, we got him pinned down today for you folks. Uh, Dr. Kwanzaa, he's an, has been an alderman for over 10 years, and he believes in building strong grassroots businesses and individuals. He actually created the Block Club 21, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. And we're going to get into the college prep mentoring program that he founded as well, sending over 3,500 young people to college. This man is on the move. He's serious. He's serious about changing lives. He's serious about changing communities. And he's also running as a candidate for the great city of Chicago. Welcome, Dr. Kwanzaa, to the show today. All right. I'm doing great. Excellent, excellent, excellent. You know, there's a lot that we've got to talk about in the time that we have together. But let's begin while while you want to run for alderman um, of the 21st Ward. What are the, the, the things in your heart that's reaching out to you that said, I need to do something about this particular ward? Well, you, you know, uh, actually, you know, it's a beautiful ward with some beautiful, beautiful people that live there. And they have a, a tradition and a history that is far better than anything I've ever heard. However, because because of how things are becoming in Chicago with the violence, uh, babies dying and things like that, I, I thought that it would be this would be a perfect time for me to get involved, uh, to to be able to, to say some things and to be able to do some things to help save our babies. Mm-hmm. And it's important. Um, there's so much going on in the city of Chicago um, with the violence, genocide. Um, this is a time right now where we really need to stick together to help everybody, every community pulling together to try to make a difference and try to help. Um, I know that you believe in building small grassroots businesses. Let's talk a little bit about that, about some of the businesses that you've worked with and how you go about with these small grassroots organizations. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, I, fortunately, I, I've been I've been lucky to have uh, support from many of the small business in the uh, area, as well as the uh, nonprofit organizations as well. Uh, what I like to see, though, uh, one, one of the things on my platform for small businesses is that we give support to those small businesses who are uh, indigenous to that community. Mm. What I mean that, you know, whether it be a tax break or a grant that we give small businesses mm-hmm. uh, the city. Uh, to to help maintain those businesses as well as help start new businesses as well. Right, which is really, really important because there are so many people, entrepreneurs out there, they want to do better, but they don't know where to begin. Um, they don't know where to get the help. They don't know where to get the resources and things like that. So it's really important to help these new start businesses be able to know where to go and the people out there that is willing to help them uh, to kind of get a leg up, so to speak. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your block club. Um, some people think it's kind of something that's 
fading away. And then in some areas, is they're very vibrant and alive and doing well. And neighborhoods are um, taking this serious. How important is it for you um, to establish block clubs so that neighborhoods and communities and even young people can come together and work together to better their communities? You know, I think it was 2014, uh, we had a panel discussion in one of my offices, and uh, we were trying to figure out ways on how to save our children from being killed. And one of the solutions that came up was that we need mentors. We need a lot more mentors uh, all over on every block. And so I came up with the idea, how about block clubs? Because if you look at any block, there's probably somebody on every block that everyone respects. Wow. And so I want to tap into those people and, you know, make sure they get the certain trainings that they need, make sure they get the support that they need uh, so to, to help their uh, block club grow and, and maintain itself. Uh, block clubs were started in like uh, 20, uh, I mean, uh, 1910. Yeah. In yeah. And, um, and it was the urban league that brought, um, you know, when, when black people were, were uh, uh, coming north, it was the urban league that assisted. And they did that with, with that model that Atlanta used, which was Block Club. Uh, in, uh, the, in, in uh, World War II, Mayor Ed Kelly in Chicago, uh, he was over the, the Defense Department, the um, Civilian Defense Department of uh, mm -hmm. World War II. And what, one of the things he did, uh, he deputized every block in the city of Chicago, and they all have block clubs in the city. And I don't know why we don't use these kind of models, because at that time, the only crime you had, or only violent crime you had, was domestic violence. Mm. You know, people were out because you knew that, you know, the block clubs, the people were watching. Yeah. Unfortunately, after the war, the funding stopped, so he couldn't get the support. And that's so interesting when you said that, because when you think about there is someone on every block that people look up to, whether it's a nurse, whether it's a school teacher or principal in these neighborhoods. And so that's something that I really didn't think about when you in every block, literally, there is someone that that people can look up to. And if people are pulling together, working together, it really can um, make a difference um, not only helping the neighborhood to be more safe as far as what's going on, because you brought up a very good point years ago, all of this crime and things, it was like, we are a brother's keeper and everybody watched out for the kids, watched out what was going on. And now when we come home, everybody goes in the door, go into the backyard with the tall fences or whatever. And we're not really paying attention anymore. We don't know who our next door neighbor is, let alone two to three houses down to find out who's that person in the community. Uh, so I think it's really, really important to to bring that back. You know, what are some things that people can do um, to establish block clubs? Because a lot of people, they just don't do it anymore. You know, they're afraid to go to their neighbor. You used to go to your neighbor for sugar. You remember those days? Or go to your neighbor to borrow something. But now people are afraid to, to reach out uh, to their neighbors. So what are some things that um, people can do in the neighborhoods to just reestablish that friendliness, I would say again. Well, you, you know, I certainly agree with you. Isn't, this is not a new concept. You know, yeah. you know yeah. Africans were, were uh, had the concept uh, that it takes a village to raise a child yes. many years before we got here. So mm -hmm. that's all we're trying to do is become that village again so, so, mm. so that we make sure that our, our children are, are being raised. Uh, what I tell people to do, uh, if you live in the city of Chicago, is give me a call and mm -hmm. I'll come over and talk to you. 
uh, get your block club started up because I like to first look at the conditions of the block. Okay. Okay. And uh, so I look at, you know, everything from the streets, the sidewalks, the trees that need to be trimmed, even garbage cans to have holes in them. Our garbage cans are not supposed to have holes in them. Wow. Uh, so I look at all those things and then, uh, you, you know, because people like to see progress. Yeah. So I like yeah. to start them off with progress to, so so that they can uh, see that, you, you know, we're not just talking that blocks, block clubs can make a difference and and the whole idea though is that you know I, you know we say uh uh one, one, one of the uh, models for um uh, t uh club 21 is that we we want uh our community to be prosperous mm. but we one, one of the first ways we can do that is to help increase the property values that mm. we have for the property wow so wow when we pass it on now we're passing on real wealth Wow. And that's so important because when you drive through a neighborhood and if it's not dilapidated, if it's looking good and the grass is, you know, um, mowed and the trees are trimmed and and uh, like you said, the garbage cans don't have holes in them. If the neighborhood is beautified, that does make a difference. People feel more safe um, when there's not just broken glass and broken street lights and things like that. I love the fact that um, this is something that neighborhoods can do. They can talk to people. They can get together and work to beautify um, their neighborhood, making it more safe as well as making it more beautiful because there are areas when you drive through certain areas it's like you do see the holes in the garbage can you see you see the trees that are broken falling you know not trimmed not taken care of uh, a lot of garbage and things you know on the sides of the neighborhoods in the streets so it does make a difference having a you know beautifying the neighborhoods having people care um, about the neighborhoods what can we do to help the mentality of the young people in the community, because oftentimes the older people will maybe pick up some things. How can we get the young people interested in block clubs? I, I think yeah, young people and I've had to have some success. So I think young mm -hmm. people will get involved. Okay. I, I think we, I think the, our, the problem is us. Mm. We stop. We stop involving them. Wow. Every time I ask the young folks to do something, they do it with no wow. problem, no questions. They because they want to live in a nice neighborhood too. Mm. But they they're sometimes are looking for um some leadership. And and I, I think we don't do that enough. But I think I, I think we have some great young folks. Wow. And now you just hit on a really important point, leadership, which which brings me to the point about the college prep program. I'm so excited about just hearing about the great things that you've been doing with young people for years and the success that you've had over 3,500 young people in the college prep mentoring program. What is this program and how can young people get engaged in this program? So uh, I started this program because I was one of those kids out here. I grew up on North Lawndale and I was one of those kids just out here in the street, didn't know. And I was afraid of college, you know, um, People, you know, would talk about how smart you have to be, and I didn't think I was. I didn't think I was that smart. <laughs> uh, so was, I was in the upper bound program, and after the program, it was at Northwestern University. After the program, uh, after the summer, one of the guys invited me. I guess it was spring break. Invited me to to visit. And mm -hmm. I, we went to visit and we do okay. everything that you do on college campus. So yeah. 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 But however, it was one at one point I was with him and he said, hey, go to this class with me at the class. You know, we can go back to the to the apartment. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I went to the class with him, and I sat in the back, and the teacher was teaching, and I, it, the 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 the, uh, the bell hit, it ding. I said, God, I can do this. Mm. I can do this too. Wow. And that's that's what made me go to college. And when I got there, I was like, Oh my God! I, there's like a thousand of guys I hang out with that's a lot smarter than me. Wow. They need to be there. And so that's <laughs> how, that's how uh, our our program got started because we wanted to make sure that every every uh, 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 black black young man or young woman gets an opportunity to at least see it and mm-hmm. and to see that they could do it. Yeah, yeah, which is important because they need the motivation, they need the inspiration, and to have worked with young people for as long as you have, and the number and vol- volume of young people is very impressive because a lot of people just don't care. They think, well, they're just going to go their own way, do their own thing. Why bother? But you have taken the time out to really make a difference and to make an imprint on lives and on hearts. And that matters. I, I think the trick is, is that I don't, you know, when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, the young folks listen to me. They don't listen to me anymore. I'm like their father or their grandfather. Mm-hmm. But what I do is, is I use peer mentoring. So okay. I, I use the kids who may be a freshman, sophomore, junior in college, and they mentor the high school kids. That's oh. what they oh, listen okay. to. Their peers. They don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they listen to their peers, which is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, loads of peers giving them the right information. Right. And so you do you follow them all the way straight through pretty much or uh, with the mentors or is it just pretty much I have young folks uh, who went to school. I'll give you an example. I was at a at the gym working out and a young man came to me and he said, hey, Mr. Quali. He didn't say my name correctly, but I knew, <laughs> knew me. And he yeah. said, you still had that program, Talented Temple, where you take high school kids to college. I said, yeah. He said, I was there. You, I'm the reason that I'm the you're the reason why I went to college. He's wow. The, and he asked me if his son, who was 16 years old, could go on the next trip. I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, you know, and I started the program in 83. I was a teenager myself. Yeah, and yeah. Every, every year, every time I try to quit, you know, they, they won't let me. I get a phone call or whatever. Uh, right now, on the 26th, I think we're taking all of uh, Urban Prep uh, young men, the seniors. Mm-hmm. We took all the seniors down for a college trip. You know, Dr. Kwanza, what motivates you? Because this is a, a very um, a heart centered type of thing that you're doing. So what motivates you to continue in this type of, of work doing this? Because obviously some jobs are not the money's not there, so to speak. You know, there's always more need than there is uh, resources, so to speak, to take care of it. But what motivates you to continue doing this? I mean, I know you said you went to college, you were afraid, but there's got to be something really strong that's pushing you to continue doing this. Yeah, I, that's the, the number one the motivation is, is to give them say, um, first of all, uh, I don't I don't get a salary for talent to and I don't right, want a salary right. for talent mm-hmm. because once I, once I take people money, there, there's an end date to the program. Mm. If I don't take their money, I can do it from my heart. No one can stop me. I can continue. And that's why we've been doing it for 40 years. And I've had times where I had to pay other people, but me, myself, I prefer not to have a salary. Yeah. Uh, the, other, the other thing that motivates me is that I feel like we don't have a choice. You know, mm. as black men, it's our wow. responsibility. Wow. It's our responsibility to make sure that, that, that we share our community to a few and and they were like, well, that's not on you. It is on me. It's on me. 
every child that dies in the city is it's my responsibility to save their lives. And if I and if I don't have that, if, if we all had that attitude, we have less kids dying. But it's mm. my responsibility. I'm, I'm not saying it's all black men. I'm t- I'm pointing at myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing something right to help mm. our our people to uh, stop killing each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's that that is uh, something that is really really. Really important. Um, you know, I saw some pictures of the, of some of the greens in your gardens <laughs> that you're working with. What brought you to doing something along those lines? Because it's one thing to put to ignite a mind, but now you're putting them, you're putting hands in the dirt, and you're doing something with the soil and nurturing the soil, like you're nurturing the minds. What brought you to that type of uh, what interest, so to speak? Yeah, I, I was trying to figure out a way to combat some of the chronic illnesses. Mm. And so when I talked to the doctor, we all knew what the answer was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I said, eat better. What do you mean? He said, you need to eat more green vegetables. And so I thought I'd just build a garden and have it free where anybody can come get whatever they need. <laughs> For their family, they can get what they need to help uh, combat some of the chronic illness. That's why we started it. But um it looks nice too. It looks nice. It's nice mm-hmm. to have, uh, you know, little vacant lots to turn into a, a nice area where people can come sit, families could sit uh, with, with their children, and, mm-hmm. and enjoy the neighborhood. Wow! Wow! Why can't we have better? Wow! Wow! And is it something like you'd like to see more widespread throughout Chicago? You know, in the, especially within the ward. Yes. Yes, I would say, and and also, you know, you look at the the price of food. Mm-hmm. The food is yeah. And we can and we can, you know, God has made it so that we can just walk out our door and grab some meat. And it's right there. Wow. We can do it. All we gotta do is plant some seeds. Mm, mm, wow. Which is what you're doing. You're planting seeds in the mine for college. You're planting seeds in the soil, you know, bringing up products and, and crops and things like that. Um, you are definitely the man for this war, the 21st ward. No doubt. It's, matter of fact, all the wards. <laughs> you're an example of a person that cares, of a person that shares because you're speaking into the lives of young people, which is our future. You know, the young people and things like that. And then with the block clubs, being able to, you know, work with the the older community as well uh, to make a difference. Um, you know, what is the direction that you want to take the 21st Ward in? Yeah, what is the direction that you would like to take to see the 21st Ward go to, move towards some of the goals? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, the first thing, you know, if you, if you get a cut, if you get your arm cut, the first thing you got to do is stop the bleeding, right? Wow. So the first thing that, that I'm, I want to focus on is stopping the, the violence, stopping the, the shootings and the killings of our children and our women. Yes. And the way, the way I'm doing that, you know, this Saturday we're going to have a demonstration of drones. I found the other cities use drones to, uh, to be able to solve crime for one and even prevent crime. If there's mm. a group of young, young young men or whatever that's gathering, if they see the drone and know that the drone is looking at them, then they might not commit that crime at that time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then I see cities use it for littering. You know, someone mm. throws some garbage out of their car. You know, they they they'll get a, a ticket in the mail yeah. because they they caught it on camera. Mm. Uh, we have that those laws on the books, but it hadn't been enforced in terms of. Because the police can't catch anybody doing it, mm. but with a drone that's way up in the air, it could watch several blocks at a time. Wow! And, and, uh, wow. and make, make 
And for the carjacking, I'm looking at uh, 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 what's got dash ca- dash cams. Okay. You know, but, uh, and 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 once we start putting these things out here, uh, you know, people, you know, that that's committing these crimes will, will will start to think twice before they commit those crimes. Mm-hmm. And which is really important because you're talking about bringing in technology where an officer can't be on every corner or every block or whatever in the, in the streets of Chicago. These cameras, these drones, these these, uh, you know, car cams that can be there to be able to see a certain suspect. And then they can, you know, kind of follow that trail to get some of these perpetrators that are out there doing these crimes. We definitely need to clean up the streets of Chicago. We need to stop seeing babies die. Little children die. It's 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 heart wrenching, you know, seeing on the news. It's, uh, it's such a regular occurrence until. We're just not shocked anymore like we used to be, you know, hearing a lot about, um, you know, someone really young being murdered because it happens so often. So our sensitivity is becoming dulled because it's just like a commonplace, you know, um, when you talk to young people. Yeah. And and, and which brings it to a devastating, devastating point. Um, you know, we were talking about what motivates you to keep going. Like I said, you've helped so many people. You've done such great work. Um, and then running for, you know, the alderman, you are definitely needing the person to be in that spot. No question, no doubt. And so, folks, I want you to go to the polls and put Dr. Kwanzaa in office because he is a person that has the heart for the community. You know, he is the person that cares. He's shown he cares. He has a track record that he's proven that he is trying to make a difference for the city, for the communities and in lives. Um, how can a person get in contact with you, Dr. Kwanzaa? Because um, I know you're doing so much. You have tentacles in so many places and things. But how can our audience get in contact with you to find out more about the campaign, to be able to support the campaign, um, to be able to donate? This is what we need, folks. We need you to donate towards this camp. This is putting good money into good ground and good soil, as we were talking about earlier. Um, so how can our audience get in contact with you? Well, well the first thing is that uh, if they want to check out our website, they can go to uh, uh, Dr. Elect Dr. com. That's our website, electdrquailiquaza.com. The phone number to reach me is at 312 312- Two zero zero thirty eight five. That's 312-200-3851. Wow. Wow. You guys have that number. I want you to write that down. I want you to uh, look him up because he is a person that is serious about changing things in the city of Chicago in the 21st Ward. It's very, very important that we put the right people in office to help make a difference. If you want your life to be changed, if you want your city, if you want your community, your children, your young people, then then Dr. Kwanzaa is the man. He's the person that can help make a difference in the communities. And I am so grateful. I know that you're very busy. You have a very busy schedule. I just thank you so much for taking out time today with us to share a little of your heart uh, with our listeners to let them know some of the great things you've been doing. Like I said, you have a track record. You've been doing this for a lot of years without being in in office and, you know, in, in the public, but you've been doing this, helping people 
changing lives, working with young people, you know, working with the, with the soil, <laughs> working with the gardens, um, helping other aldermen and things like that. So you have been um, just out there making a difference. And we want to thank you so much for being our special guest. Um, we're looking forward to doing anything we can to help get the word out because you're the type of person that we like to see in office because you're the per type of person that can make a difference. You are proof that it works. <laughs> you are proof that it works. So we want to thank you. Is there anything that you would like to say to, to the audience, to our listeners out there, Dr. Kwanzaa in, in the last well, few seconds? You know, I'll, I'll just give you one more thing for the platform that and a lot of folks are going to hate me for. And that is that uh, for transparency, yes. you know, I don't understand why we don't use technology. I want, I would like to create a, a, a website and an app where anybody, anytime that has a cell phone can see what any department is doing in terms of financially or what any alderman is doing financially. Anybody could, could see that. Uh, at last, um, but, um, my um, Tau 10th, you, you can uh, check us out on Facebook, look my name up, Quayley Quaza, uh, or go to talented10th.org or club.org. Club21.org. Wow. Wow. Well, we thank you so much. This, this, you know, it just he hearing what you're doing and meeting people like you with, with, with the vision that you have, this is a mega vision. And I love the fact that it's multidimensional. There's things you want to do with technology. You want to bring in things. You want to make a difference in that ward, in that 21st ward. And so we need to hear more from you. We definitely need to hear more from you. And uh, we definitely need to have all of our listeners support in that ward. Uh, Dr. Kwanzaa, because um, he's serious. He's very serious about change. And a lot of people aren't serious about change that are running for office. But this is a gentleman that is serious about change, that is wanting to make a difference and impact the community. And that's what it's all about is impacting the community. Folks, I want to thank you for listening today. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to visit our website for more updates, more information. Uh, Dr. Kwanzaa's information will be on there so that you can be able to follow him, to look him up as well, um, to be able to support, to be able to donate, donate, donate. You know, it takes money to do things. And, um, this is what we're asking you for, to donate and to support um, him in the 21st Ward. Um, I'm just so excited. Thank you so much for making a difference. You are uniquely designed, Dr. Dr. Kwanzaa, and strategically gifted. Thank you for using your gifts to impact our communities. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.